You're listening to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast, episode 94 with Mark Branch. Yeah, I, I, I put out a tweet like last week. I said, I, I don't know when, but I said, I think, you know, wrestling will become the sport of all sports. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time and I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Yes, indeed. We've done it. We're back. Another episode is here. Rejoice, ladies and gents. It's Wrestling Changed My Life. My guest today is Mark Branch. Mark is one of the few four-time NCAA finalists in wrestling history. He won it as a freshman. And even crazier is that he entered the national tournament with an 8-9 and nine record. And still won the Nationals. It's one of the great stories of all time. He also won it as a senior. He was a member of that 1994 Oklahoma State Cowboys team that won the Nationals and beat Iowa. This is a great conversation. Unfortunately, we only focus on Mark Branch, the wrestler, because we didn't have enough time to get into his coaching credentials. But obviously, he's the head coach of Wyoming. He was an assistant at Oklahoma State for many years. So we don't talk about that now, but we will in the future. Fan of the week goes to... The Mansueto twins, Phil and Rocco, probably the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Rocco Mansueto. I love it. I even love it more that the fact you guys listen. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Last but not least, folks, I'm doing a listener appreciation event, happy hour, this Friday in Iowa City from 5 to 7 p.m. at the airliner. So if you're going to the Iowa-Penn State duel, stop on by the happy hour, have a few budliates beforehand, get yourself ready. Then we'll head over to Carver together. 5 to 7 p.m. this Friday at the Airliner Listener Appreciation Happy Hour. And that's it, folks. Let's give it up for Mark Branch. Peace! My my brother started wrestling, so I had a brother that was three years older than me, and he started wrestling, I think, when he was about six. So I was three. Um, and he, he really got kind of involved because both of my, uh, my mothers rust wrestled for, um, broken arrow high school in, there in Oklahoma, which obviously has a storied program, but, um, they wrestled there. And, and so, um, they, they got my older brother kind of started and, uh, you know, then I instantly became the practice dummy. Um, and, you know, after, after he would come home, he would, he would show the moves that he would learn on, on me on the, uh, on the living room carpet. So that's kind of how I got going. And then when I was five, um, at, you know, at the time that was, you had to be five to, to join the, uh, the takedown program there in, in Newkirk. So, um, I started right away and, and, uh, really like just picked it up and loved it instantly. Um, and, and I was, I was pretty scrappy, you know, I mean, I was, I was already used to, fighting off my brother's attacks, which we were kind of, uh, we were at that age where I was annoying to him. Um, and yet I was always, I was always tall for my, for my age. Mm -hmm. And, and he was just kind of probably regular size. So I was from, from a height standpoint, I was almost, um, you know, I was close enough that he, he, I could look him eye to eye when he was punching me. So, <laughs> you know, I, I started wrestling, um, you know, we, we fought all the time. And so I, I, I was pretty scrappy from, from a young age and, and, and did pretty well right away, you know? And I mean, but we, we wrestled, um, my, my, my hometown was probably 
um, about 1,200 to 1,500 people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just wrestled in these little uh, YMCA tournaments um, that were, you know, within, you know, a stone's throw away from Newkirk, you know. So we'd hit Ponca City and Blackwell and Perry and Morrison and, you know, Arc City, Kansas, which which has a great um, wrestling tradition. But we just kind of wrestle in those little league tournaments and those those um, YMCA tournaments. And and that was cool. And that was what we did. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it wrestling was just kind of like a fun thing for me to do when I was a kid. And I, I was active. I mean, super active, you know, I was very hyper. Uh, I remember my aunts and uncles and grandparents and stuff were like, would always tell me just to sit down cause they didn't know what I look like. Um, <laughs> they're like, we never, we never can tell what you look like cause you, you move so fast and you're running all the time. So it was like, just sit down for a minute. We want to see what you look like. So, <laughs> you know, wrestling fit me perfectly in that, that sense. Were you always competitive all the way through? Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, you know, and I was, it was strange because I was, I was always awkward, um, you know, for, for the sport, um, you know, and, and, and I think it's become more diversified, but, you know, it seemed like when I was coming through and even through college, there weren't a lot of guys built like me. Um, and so, you know, as a young kid, I was, um, I was gangly. My, my, my knees were way bigger than my legs, you know? So I had these knobby knees and, and I think kids would, would kind of look at me and laugh and like, be like, well, this is going to be an easy win. And, and like I said, I was pretty, I was pretty scrappy and unorthodox. And, and, uh, um, you know, I, I, I grew up, uh, I think some things that helped, like when I was young, like I learned to, we, we, we live by a lake and, and we would go, um, we pretty much every weekend in the summer, we were living at the lake mm-hmm. and me and my brother loved to water ski and stuff. And so, I mean, I would literally like, I would water ski until the boat ran out of gas. And, and to be honest, like I, th- I didn't think about it then, but looking back, I just, I always had like a really strong grip. And I think it was cause I would spend my summers holding on to a ski rope <laughs> just yeah, all day long, you know? And so, um, you know, I could grab kids and, 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 um, you know, control them and, and wrap my arms around them and they, you know, I, I was pretty, so, so in that sense, you know, I really, um, I had a style uh, as a young kid that, that was, was competitive because nobody really knew what to do with it. Right. And I've heard you say, and, and for the folks who are, who are listening, you don't know, coach, how, how tall are you? Um, six, two, six, two I've six. been, I've been as tall as six, five, according to some people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so, what we're uh, referencing when we, when we talk about that, because far and away, one of the tallest NCAA champions, maybe ever. I mean, I don't know if we can validate that, but, uh, did you get yeah, 167? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, a lot of, I, I remember, um, you know, our assistant coach at Oklahoma state, Mark Perry was, was really adamant about me becoming a heavyweight because of my height. Um, you know, and he was like, we got to get, you know, you got to get lifting, you got to get on a, uh, on, on a program, we got to get some supplements and we got to bulk you up. And, and I'm like, I, I never, I never filled out, you know? And so people ask me too all the time now, like, how did you ever make weight? And I'm like, it really wasn't ever a struggle. I was actually one of the lighter 167 pounders because that was before the rule changes went into effect with, with weight cutting and, mm-hmm. And I honestly, I was, I, I, my natural weight was around probably 175 and I, guys were cutting in well into the eighties mm-hmm. to, to get down to 67. So I was one of the lighter ones, but definitely, you know, I had a height advantage on every single person. I never wrestled anybody in college taller than me. That's for sure. So, yeah. but I, I laugh because it would always, you know, in college, whether it was wind magazine or amateur SN news, those were like the two only media outlets back then. But if there was ever an article that that either referenced me or, or, you know, I had a couple articles that they did about me. I, it seemed like in the articles, I was always six, five. And I'm like, where did they get that? <laughs> I don't even, I, I never said that to anybody. So I don't know. It was just a guess, but yeah. So I've been as tall as six, five, but, um, I'm currently back down to six, two, back where I've, six, where two. I've been since a sophomore in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the times, uh, you mentioned you didn't have trouble cutting weight. I read a story about the one time you did have trouble making weight your sophomore year in high school. You were undefeated that year. Is that fair to say? Yep. And then 
you get to regionals and you miss weight. What happened? Uh, you know, that was, again, we didn't, they, they didn't have any weight allowance. Um, you didn't get an extra two pounds after Christmas. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, I was six, six, one, probably six, two. And I started the year at 130 pounds. Now my freshman year, my freshman year, I was six foot at least. Um, and I was wrestling 108 to start with. <laughs> and, what? and that was killing me too. I mean, I, I didn't have any, you know, I had no fat. And, and so I was struggling with that. And about mid season, I ended up going up to 115 finishing that year. My sophomore year, I started at 130 and by mid season, I'm, you know, I'm still growing and I'm just, uh, I, 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 I literally like, um, I always feel bad because I, 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 you know, I, I'm like, okay, it was on me and I missed weight and I, I had done it one other time, um, in a duel, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe a, a month earlier I had missed weight at a duel and, and it was, it was, it bothered me. I mean, I felt like I let the team down. I let, I let my coaches down. It wasn't like, but at the same time I go, it wasn't because I wasn't disciplined. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because I was the guy that was sneaking, you know, cookies and Doritos and pop and, and doing that stuff. I mean, I literally just, I, you know, I had no body fat on me. I was just too big for the weight. And, and so we get to the regional tournament and I remember, I actually think I remember I, I ended up throwing, which I was, if I remember correctly, I threw a trash bag on and I was up at the top of the gym trying to run it off and I couldn't even get it. You know, I couldn't sweat even with a trash bag and, and you couldn't, you couldn't wear plastics or a trash bag in high school back then. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I just remember just being crushed and, and, uh, missed weight and, and it sucked. I, I, I was definitely, um, you know, probably the best guy on the team as a sophomore. Um, you know, if not, you know, maybe at least one of the, one of the better guys. And, and here I was like poised to, um, my big goal that year was to, to try to knock off Jerry best who at the time, Jerry best was, was going for his fourth state title and he was undefeated in high school. He was one of the, he was one of the few, um, guys that went completely undefeated in high school. So that was, you know, you always have something at, at that age. I was yeah. a huge Rocky fan. You know, I watched Rocky with my son last week. We were watching, of course, we've seen it many times, but Which he one? was laughing about uh, we were, we, we actually watched the marathon. So we started on two and went all the way to five. Unfortunately, we should have stopped at four, but, <laughs> I, but I had to tell him why five was so bad. I was telling him like five was such a letdown and he was like, why? And I'm like, okay, we'll just watch it. And you'll, you can see for yourself. But he was laughing about how they, they, you know, they taped the picture up on the mirror, you know, and, and he was laughing at it. I'm like, you know, I, I remember like, I remember taping articles up and, in, in my house, in my bedroom and stuff. And that was like that motivational stuff. And I was going to, I was going to knock off Jerry best. And then I go to regional tournament. We were in two different regions, but I go to the regional tournament and don't even make weight. So now I'm not even in the same weight. I was, I was just devastated. And, and, uh, I remember like thinking that my season was over and, um, we had a kid on our team named Alan Perkins, who was our 136 pounder. And he basically went up and told our coach said, Hey, I'm, I'm not as good and I'm not going to qualify for state. He needs to take my spot. Wow. And, and so, you know, literally gave me, um, because I wouldn't ever ask for it or anything, you know, but I, I, I had guilt on that for, uh, for a long time. Um, uh, and, and, and I felt guilty because I, I took his opportunity even to wrestle. Um, and you know what, to be honest, if he would have qualified for state, that probably would have been a huge thing. And, and I had these aspirations of being a state champion that year. So I go, um, I go up to 136. I end up qualifying for state. I got beat at regionals. I hadn't wrestled any of those guys. You wow. know, I get beat at regionals. I go to the state tournament. And I don't even place. Um, I, 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 I don't remember if I went two and two, one and two, but um, I, I go to state. I don't place. And I'm, I literally leave the state tournament, hated wrestling, um, swore that I wasn't going to wrestle anymore. Told my parents I was done. I was quitting. Um, and pretty much for the next several months, that was my mindset that I, I never wanted to wrestle again. And, uh, um, and a lot of it was the guilt. I'm like all for nothing. Like I, I, I ruined this kid's season 
and and it was for nothing. I didn't even walk away with a medal, you know. So I I, I hated it, and I hated the sport of wrestling there for those several months. And and when you know after summer came around and and probably into football season, I I I'm like, what am I going to do when football's over? And I I literally hit, and I don't remember the conversations, but I know in my mind I just said. I'm going to wrestle. I'm never cutting weight again. I'm going to wrestle whatever I weigh. And I, I'm sure it was somebody, whether it was my dad or my mom or uncles or, or, um, you know, maybe even my coaches that just said, Hey, maybe they knew, you know, that I wasn't going to wrestle again. And they said, just don't cut weight. I don't remember, but I just know that that was the deal. I was like, I'm not cutting weight anymore. I'm going to wrestle whatever I weigh. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, um, not only did I go undefeated the rest of my high school career, I didn't even give up a takedown. Um, for for two years, I didn't get taken down, and and uh, most of my wins were falls. And I I literally, I mean, gosh, of course, who wouldn't love that? You know, yeah. I, I mean, those are that, we talk about like wrestling's. There's so many things that aren't fun about wrestling, and one of the few things that's really fun about wrestling is winning. And so I was I was not only winning, I was dominating, and and uh, won won two state titles, and and man, I tell you what, I loved wrestling. But in my mind, I'm like, and ever since then, I'm like, there, there's times to be disciplined. But if your body's hurting, you know, if you if you hate wrestling because you're cut, cutting weight, then then you got to make that, you know, you got to make that change because uh, it almost it almost ruined me for sure. Man, and to think. One, to think that you never almost wrestled against crazy, but you're not the first one to say that. A lot of people I've had on here have said after a heartbreaking moment, they almost didn't go back out. Anthony Robles is one that comes to mind after his junior year. But I want to go back to the tournament your sophomore year because you were still undefeated all year. You would think going up one weight class wouldn't be that detrimental. How much of it was the fact that you were just kind of out of it mentally and feeling guilty versus wrestling just that the guys were bigger and beat you? Uh, I think a lot of it. I mean, I, I, I learned so much later on the mental game of wrestling and, and, um, uh, you know, there, there's nobody that will convince me ever how big the mental game is in this sport. Um, and, and the fact that I hated, I probably hated myself from that moment on, I couldn't shed the guilt. I couldn't focus on anything but that. And I, I look at those moments as teaching moments. And I, and I always say this, I go back to this because I was the first, I was the first freshman from my high school that ever qualified for state. And I remember it. Like I I remember from the mental standpoint when I qualified for state and that was what people were saying, like, you're the first freshman to ever do it. My season was done. My season was done. And the fact that I was like, I was so happy and content to be the first state qualifier. So I went to state just for fun, just like my season's over. This is just to enjoy. I didn't care. And, and I didn't, I didn't want anything more. And, and I, it's the, the transition from, from that moment to my freshman year in college was monumental. Um, and, and to the, the mindset to change, to go, I'm, you know, and, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about my, my college career, but yeah. That that transition was um, was a hundred percent mental. So there's no doubt to me that 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 um, shame and that guilt and that disappointment played into everything. Yeah. You know, I was I was broken. So um, you know, but yeah, it was a, all those things are great experiences for what developed. You know, after that and what made me successful as a as a collegiate wrestler. Yeah, no question. You're freshman year we will get to it but before we get to the nationals your freshman year i want to talk about a, a, two stories that I've, I've read about one is your first match on varsity at oklahoma state let's not forget that the 94 oklahoma state team is one of the great teams of that time you know national champs they beat iowa when Iowa was going for four in a row so you're coming on a team with freed perler pat smith some great dominant wrestlers your first match out you draw the kid from missouri uh, shannon fry and you lose that match but you take him to overtime and then everyone's congratulating you that you lost in overtime. <laughs> and then the next day, the newspaper comes out. And word is you still have this newspaper clipping. I'm not sure if you do. But you, you know, unlike your freshman year where you were like, yeah, I'm the first qualifier, great. Your freshman year of college, you were so pissed you lost in overtime. And you were just kind of annoyed that everyone was congratulating you. Um, 
I just thought that was an interesting transition. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this was in mid December. Um, it took me several months to get into the starting lineup. I mean, I, I tell this story all the time. I'm like, I started out third string. Um, we, we had two, uh, um, George Parker and Willie Thompson were, um, a senior and a sophomore that, that were ahead of me. They beat me, you know, number one, they beat me in ranking matches, both of them. Um, then we go to a, an open tournament and, um, they both place and I don't, I get beat out. I don't think I wrestled them head to head. And then we go up to, um, lock Haven open and we all three wrestle on that. And they did, they both beat me in that. This was in November. So they, they, one of them beats me on the championship side and one of them beats me on the consolation side and beats me out of the tournament. So, you know, I, I always tell my teams this because I'm like, I see it so often. Like if things don't go right at the first week, some guys throw in the towel and they're just like, okay, my season's over. And that's their mentality. And I'm like, you know, not only did I lose the ranking matches, but then it was verified. And then it was triple stamped. (laughs) It was like, you know, everything was against me. And I go, why do you think I ended up getting another opportunity to get back in lineup? And, and it's funny that they, a lot of people don't, can't, can't even, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody get hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, it's because I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I kept coming in and training and his coaches saw something in me in practice that, and the thing is I could beat those guys in practice and, and, but I just couldn't figure out how to beat him in competition when it mattered. And, and especially I would say George Parker, he was very savvy. He was actually like kind of like a six year senior. He was, he was good. I mean, he would have, there's no doubt everybody that knew him, he would have all American that year. And, and so he was, he was a veteran and, and I was, you know, um, actually one of my teammates who was his buddies came up and told me through at some point that year said, Hey, have you ever wondered why George asked to work out with you all the time? And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm dumb. I'm like, huh? What do you mean? Because, because we're around the same weight and we, you know, we're good training partners. He's like, no, he wants to keep it. You know, he wants to always have his, up the upper hand on you, you know, he, he, he's figuring you out every chance he can. And so I would beat these guys in practice. And then when it was time to compete, I, I, I couldn't do it. So I, I go, but I got another chance because I didn't quit and, and something they saw, they were like, this guy may, I think this guy's the better guy. He doesn't practice. We just got to figure out how to get him to do it in competition. Is there so, amongst the team, though? I mean, you had been beaten by these guys a bunch. Like, were, was, were people questioning why, or it's just they knew your work ethic? Not that I know. Yeah. I mean, not. I, yeah, I, I never caught wind of that. I mean, I, you know, you never know. There's strong sure. relationships. Maybe some people didn't think it was right. Um, but I had to earn it, too, at the same time. It wasn't like they just threw me in the lineup. I had to, you know, I got other, I got another chance to, to um, have a wrestle-off, and I won. Okay. So I got in the lineup against Missouri, and I'm wrestling the, uh, the returning NCAA runner-up, Sean Fry from Missouri, who's ranked number one at the time, I think undefeated at the time. And that was my first, that was my first varsity match. And, and like you said, I lose in overtime. And... Not only like after, right after the duel, fans, I mean, fans, all of a sudden fans who didn't even know who I was the day before are like, oh, that was so awesome, man. That was so great. You're really, you're going to be a good, you know, now, now they're predicting my future. You're going to be really good and all this. I'm like, I was mad. I was like, I, I you know, it's, it's kind of like, how do you, I, don't, I doubt I put on a fake smile, but it's like, am I supposed to smile and say thanks? You know, like, mm-hmm. It, it just it was a sour taste in my mouth. And then it, you're absolutely right. I still do have the article laminated um, yes. from my, my roommate, Shane Czar. He laminates the article. And in the on the back page, he writes a big, you know, he writes a letter to me on, in Sharpie. Um, and he, and he writes it to me and says, you know, I always knew you could do this. <laughs> I don't remember word for word, but it was like, I'm so proud of you. And, and, and the article, the, the crazy thing is the article was about me. We, we smashed Missouri. That was back when Missouri wasn't very good. He was like their best guy. We smashed Missouri and the article was about my loss and how I, you know, I, I really came out and, and, and that was my coming out party. I'm like, I got beat. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to scream into the world. like I got beat. And, and so he wrote this nice, encouraging letter. 
um, about how, you know, I knew you could do it and you were, you know, I always believed in you and I love it. I love it. And a matter of fact, like this is awesome because right behind me. So these two, these two framed yeah. poster articles, and that's from the NCAs. Um, that's, that's our scheduled poster that year. So that was the same guy, my roommate, Shane, he, he got those after, after the 94 nationals, he got those framed really nice. Of course, none of us had money then, but yeah. must cost him everything he had, but he got those framed and kept them for years in his office after we graduated several years ago, before I moved to Wyoming, he said, you know, I stopped by his office and he had them off the wall and he handed them to me. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I always got these for you. I just knew you wouldn't appreciate them, (laughs) you know, really special, cool deals. But, but, um, I, that article, yeah, you're right. You know, I was just like, I was disgusted. And, and at the same time as like, it was clicking in my head that I knew that I was different. I knew that I'm like, this is, you know, I, I, the fact that I'm not buying into all this is, is a good thing. You know, and I should never buy into it. And I think that had a lot to do with Coach Smith and just his mentality. I mean, back then he wasn't—he wasn't—you um, know—he wasn't really soft and cuddly. He didn't—he didn't give out a whole, whole lot of hugs. I mean, it was reality. You know, I mean, if you won and you didn't win the right way, I mean, you were going to get—you know—you didn't get a whole lot of attaboys. I—I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it did change my perspective of being a competitor. And, and it hardened me. And, and those are the things that I did need, you know, to, to have success at that level, because I guarantee you, I wasn't going to have success because of my athleticism, because of my strength, because of my speed, <laughs> because of my technique. Those weren't the reasons I was going to have success. Yeah. Um, I was going to have to be, I was going to have to outwork my opponents and I was just going to have to be mentally tough, you know, and those are the things that were, that were happening within me that, that I recognized at that point. And I've heard you say your work ethic gave you the confidence because you knew you were putting in putting in the time. But it sounds like to me from high school when you were with Gene Bennett to college when you lost that first match, the mindset had already changed a little bit, right? The expectations had changed a lot. So I guess who was instrumental in that? Was it Coach Perry? Was it Coach Smith? And do you remember any one moment where it changed during your redshirt year? Or was this a slow progression of the new expectations of Okie State? Yeah, I don't know that I I recognize it changed until like that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I that's what I'm saying. It clicked and I was like, the fact that I'm not like these people telling me good job is making me mad is when I was like, I knew that I was like hungry. I knew that I was uh, I was wanting more, you know. I knew I wasn't satisfied with just being a starter. And I see that still. Like some people and I told I, I told some people, I'm like, I remember like I thought it would be so cool if I could just get a letter jacket at Oklahoma State. But at that <laughs> moment, I didn't want that anymore. Right. Yeah. I was like, I want more. Um, I don't want to just be in the starting lineup. I was embarrassed. I lost and I was mad. And I and it, and it was a good thing to be on such a good team because I, I consistently that year I felt like I kept letting everybody down. Like they're so good and they're so talented. And, and here I am. It's like. It, it, we, we keep, you know, here I keep losing and they're all celebrating in the locker room and I'm sitting over there in the corner, you know, with tears in my eyes. I mean, those things really, I think, went a long ways to, to harden me, you know, and you and you talked about Gene Bennett and and, and you know, Coach Bennett was was not um, the, the, the you know, I, I don't know that he was the most technical coach in the world, but he was a he was a strong man of, of faith and moral character. But he was like a he was a marine in that wrestling room, and we were old school. We had a tiny little wrestling room with a with a the, the heater was was half the size of the wrestling room, right? <laughs> the heater was so huge, and the room was so small, and he cranked that thing up there, and it was like torture devices. You know, <laughs> I mean, you were suffering for air, and you were trying to figure out. I mean, we literally would would have this corner that you could get your mouth, like you, you take turns, but there was a corner between the mat and the wall mat in this old rickety building that you could get a little cold air and you yeah. just stick your lips in there, you know, and you're <laughs> like, if this is, a, I have to have this to survive. So the one thing I knew going to Oklahoma state was I'm like, I know I can get through anything physically. Like there's nothing physically that I will encounter here that I can't survive. Yeah. Now, the things that were the hardest to survive was just the level of competition, getting my butt kicked every day. Yeah. You know, taking a butt kicking every day was hard mentally. But the physical work, like, 
you know, I just, I knew I could do it, you know? And so that, that was that work ethic that was instilled in me. Um, and then coach Perry was, you know, I think coach Perry was like, he was probably more personal on, on a technical level. Like I think coach Smith was like, you know, great. Like I said, with, with the mentality you have to have to be successful. Um, and I think he probably looked at me like, what am I supposed to do with this guy? You know, this guy's six foot two, 170 pounds. What am I supposed to do? You know? And I think, I think Perry was pretty like, um, creative, you know, he, he really helped me, which my uncle, um, my uncle Bill, which was my mom's brother really helped me get started with leg riding Mm -hmm. and, and really encouraged me to do that. My brother was, was pretty good with legs too. And he was mean and nasty. I mean, he was just, he was mean. He wasn't that great of a wrestler. He was just beat you up. I mean, it was like a street fight. And so he was really successful just being, um, being a hard ass <laughs> and making, making you suffer. Right. He was just so like, especially with legs, like I was, I was always trying to look at the legs, legs as a technical thing. Like, how can I, um, you know, how can I use this to my advantage? My brother was like, how can I use this to torture you? Yeah. And so finding kind of that, that middle ground. And then, and then Perry was like, he saw what I had and really started adding to it so that it was a strategic, you know, more of a strategy. Like when I got legs in, I had an idea of what it wasn't a ride. It was like, what can I do now to turn this into, you know, scoring opportunities. And I, that really helped me, um, from a technical standpoint. So I had so many people that were really helping and molding everything together at that point. Yeah. I've had, uh, Mark Perry senior on just because so many people had mentioned how instrumental he was in their careers. And I didn't know he was like Jason Kelber's coach during those early nineties. And so he, he's kind of behind the scenes with everything, you know? So yeah, he seems like just a, just a no nonsense, get it done kind of guy, you know? And that a lot of people say that, including Alan Freed. And, and while we're on the topic, I got to ask how dominant was Alan Freed back in those days, man? He was intimidating, you know? <laughs> um, he, he was, uh, just so effortless in everything he did. You know, and of course, past myth, you know, yeah. it's, it's amazing. But but at the same time, you're on the same team with this guy that's maybe get not getting top billing and yet probably deserved it because he was just he, he was the most dominant guy in the country that year. And, and, and it was I saw one match that um, against the Nebraska kid that was actually like one of those matches you're like, oh, my gosh, he is human yeah. <laughs> before that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known. Like, I'm like, this guy is, this guy's a freak, you know? And, and so he was so amazing. And, and the, you know, I, the other thing, um, I remember we were, we were up at, it was either national duels. Cause back then national duels was at Nebraska. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was in the Nebraska duel. Just a happy day. Story? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I love, I mean, it was such a, it was such a pivotal thing that happened. It, you, you probably know, most people don't know when they make an impact like that, you know, I'm sure he never thought about it again, but I, I literally, uh, um, go out, I get beat by Chad Nelson who ends up being an all American good kid. But I was, I, I, I know, I knew at that point I should have won that match. Of course I was now going in the matches. Every time I stepped out there, I felt like I'm, I was supposed to win because I was on this magnificent team or we're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. That means me. That's my job. I have to go out and win. And that, that was part of the problem is I was trying to figure out how to win instead of learning how to wrestle, you know? And, and so it was all about win or losing. And, and so, you know, that was, that was a heartbreaking one. Um, I, I, I it must've just been a close match and I, I knew I should have won it and maybe I got yelled at, I don't know. Well, I, think what you <laughs> I said just, in, in the interview is that your first two matches was Missouri, number one guy. Then you had Malika specimen national champ then you had a guy you thought you could beat finally and you're like this is my chance to get a freaking win you know yep. and it didn't happen and i don't know if you were close to free at that point but he came up to you afterwards and said some reference to no, happy and I, days and i don't really yeah and i and i wasn't i i mean you know i don't i didn't feel super close to anybody on the team and yet they were supportive but at the same time like I said, when they're all having success and I'm not, I felt like I was dragging everybody out. I felt like the weak link, you know, I felt it, it really it weighed on me a lot and, and I wanted to change it and I was sick of it, you know? And, and so I know that that was kind of a low point where I was like, I should have beat that kid. And I just, I'm like, golly, you're right. Like, okay. I, I had these national champions, these number one ranked guys right out of the bat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, all right. Well, I still got to figure some things out, but then I got to 
to Chad Nelson. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, golly. And he was good. But at the same time, like I said, I was just like, well, he wasn't a national champion. What's my excuse? I have no excuse. I should have beat him. So, yeah, I, w- I mean, I literally was in the in the locker room crying and, and Alan walked up to me and and uh, and we hadn't had a lot of one on one conversations, you know, and he just quietly he's he was like, do you ever watch Happy Days growing up? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm completely confused, which anybody that knows Alan, he's out there, man. He's yeah. he's crazy. But, you know, so and I knew at that time, I'm like, that's why I'm like, golly, he's just such an he's such a different guy that I was like, I'm from this little podunk town in, in Oklahoma, <laughs> this farm, you know, this this farm and ranch community. And Alan's like uh, off in Jupiter. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting there and and, and he comes up and asks me that. and I just kind of I can barely raise my head. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, you remember when Richie missed the winning layup or the winning uh, free throw? I literally grew up watching Happy Days. I knew every episode, and I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, and his dad came up to him after the after the game. I'm like, "Yeah." And he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a lifesaver, and I, if I remember correctly, he hands me a lifesaver, and he goes, "Keep your head up. Here's looking to you, kid." <laughs> and walks <laughs> off, gives me a lifesaver. I'm sitting there. I literally just pop in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is something that's going to help me. But, um, you know, I, I I knew everything he was saying in such a weird reference that he was just saying, keep it up. It's OK. You'll get there. Keep working. And, and you know, he had he said a million things um, that that, you know, I didn't need the words. I knew exactly what he was saying. And it was it was the right thing at the right moment. You know, it, it pulled me off the ledge, Yeah. right. Pulled me back and, and kept me, kept me moving in the right direction. So, um, you know, great, great memory, but you, you, like I said, you, sometimes you probably don't know when you have an impact on somebody, um, over something like whether or not he was just trying to give me a pat on the back and wanted to throw a, a, a some sort of a, a tail in there, but yeah, you know, who knows what he was thinking, but it made a huge difference in me. It worked. And did, I was going to say, before we get to the big eights and, um, and the nationals that year, did you ever lose the faith? Like throughout that year, did you ever lose the confidence that you knew you were ready? Um, no, I, I, it's hard because I don't, I mean, it was a lot of frustration and I, I felt unworthy of being on that team. So there were some things there that are hard to like, well, did I lose the faith? Did I lose confidence or I, I don't know what to say there I, I i know i was just frustrated and i felt like a bum you know i'm just like was yeah. down a lot and then i'd have a couple of wins and i had a couple of good wins you know and we went to, i we did go to national duels and and i ended up beating stan banks from north carolina who i mean i know he was an, a, a few maybe even a few time all-american i don't remember if he was a a returning all-american at that time or if he was just pretty highly ranked um, but that, you know, I'd have a win like that, that I was like, it was a big win for me and I really helped me. And then, you know, then I turned around that same, um, that same national duels and I get beat by Ray Brinzer, you know? Yeah. And, and so then it's like, it was such a roller coaster, but, um, God. you know, it just, it, it's like, I couldn't catch, like, I couldn't catch any consistency, you know? And so I never, I never started to be like, all right, I'm getting this figured out. I was still just confused. Yeah. Um, you know, and until later that year and, and, uh, um, I, I don't know exactly, and it may have been Perry and it may have been John. If you ask them both, they'd probably both say it was them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to give, I don't want to give, um, credit where I can't remember, but, but somebody did, I was one of the big deals I was struggling with was I was so tall and I was, um, I was having trouble keeping guys from getting to my legs and my defense was sketchy and, and, you know, my bottom was a little sketchy. So if I got taken down, you know, I, I struggled getting up. And so one of the big things that I did make an adjustment and it wasn't, I don't, you know, I don't take credit for it cause I'm pretty sure somebody suggested it to me was, was to start rustling in a lower stance. Mm. And so I literally started rustling down and, and rustling down on one knee quite a bit and it shut and guy, it confused guys. Literally, I dropped down to one knee and they'd start backing up. Really? And that was my defense. And, and, and once I started like feeling like I could keep guys from taking me down, then my offense started clicking. 
you know, so everything kind of, there was a re there was some things there that I really truly think started happening. Um, and I started getting more confident with my, my legs and I was turning guys a little bit more. So there was some, there was some progression there that happened, but the funny thing is it didn't happen. Like it was trial, but trial and error. And I didn't get in the lineup till December. So, um, you know, this is stuff that like I was struggling through January, like national duels were in January back then. I'm struggling through national duels. And then finally somebody was like, you need to do this. And, you know, I started, I started doing that. And all of a sudden I started feeling like, Hey, that actually works. Yeah. And then my confidence started to kind of slowly come up. And and so there was like a little bit of, there was a re people were like, maybe just like lightning struck overnight. It wasn't necessarily that, um, there, there were th some things happening there that were building to that point. When you fast forward to uh, semis of the big eights, your freshman year, going to the third period, you're up big, and you mentioned that when you had when you had gone down before, that sometimes you know it was an issue. You're up against this guy from Oklahoma who ended up wrestling again at the semis and the nationals. You're up big, and you think I'm gonna hang out here, ride it out. I'm good. You end up getting turned and pinned, and then afterwards, your uncle comes up to you and is like, "Hey, great job. By the time you're a junior, senior, you're gonna be rocking and rolling." And you're just like, <laughs> you're like, "No." It's not going to be like that. Um, what what was that story, and it kind of how did that play into the run you had at nationals? Yeah, you've done your research. You 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 got all the good ones, but yeah, absolutely. That was, you know, I I I, I was again like I'm gonna. It was like I could have had a V8 moment, like smacking myself in the head, going, "Holy cow, I blew it!" And I knew exactly why I blew it, and instantly, yeah. I knew I blew it. You know, I'm like I had I had wrestled such a perfect match. And I had a big lead and he, he picked top in the third period, which, you know, very still very, it doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. And, and it didn't happen then. So this guy picked top and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he just, he just gave up. He gave me the match. I'm like, yeah, I know what he's thinking. He's desperate, but he, all I have to do is just hang out and, you know, I got two minutes to just, you know, stay down here and just ball up and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was a, it was an instant idiot moment. As soon as I, as soon as he turned me and pinned me, I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, Oh my God, I quit. I literally was like, I gave up. I quit wrestling because I thought I was done. I thought, and, and, you know, everybody always says, don't quit wrestling, you know, wrestle to the whistle, wrestle full seven minutes. And it's so true because I, I literally wrestled for five minutes. Great. And, and I just thought I had to just survive the last two. And, and so there was no plan. There was no plan to score any more points. There was no plan to just, the plan was just go ahead. The match is won. Just you get, do your thing down here. And and it was a hard lesson to learn. And so instantly I was so mad. Yeah. And yet here I, here I was having a pretty rocky season and I qualified for NCAAs as a freshman. And, and so again, I had people celebrating because they, I wasn't expected to qualify for NCAAs. And so I had not only fans, but family that were like, oh, we're so proud. You're going in saying, wow, what an accomplishment. And, and that transition from my freshman year in high school, um, he literally said those words. He, he was so proud. You know, he came up and, and hugged me and, 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 you know, had tears in his eyes. And he was, you know, just everything. It was just such a moment to even be starting for Oklahoma State. But here I am now going to NCAs to represent him. And, and, and he said, you know, this is what a, what a, what a great deal. This is a, this is, he, he said, this is going to be just like high school. <laughs> he goes, you know, get some experience. You're going to be able to go to the NCAA tournament, go get some experience. And, and by the time you're a junior and senior, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be up there. And, and I just like looked at him and shrugged him off. And I'm like, that was high school. This not, this isn't going to be this way. I'm like, I'm not waiting until then. And, and literally I, I went downstairs and put on my sweats and this was in Iowa state in in, uh, March. So, you know, nasty snow everywhere, weather, and, uh, went through on my running shoes and my sweats because the tournament was still going on. And I went and, and ran and I don't know where I ran, ran around Ames, <laughs> you know? So man. yeah, I hate, dude, I told you, man, I'm, I'm Rocky four guy, right? I love it. I <laughs> had love opportunity it. to, to, to go train and get ready for the big one. So it was, you know, that again, it was another one of those moments that I go, look back and go, that was, that was when I knew that I was, I was maturing and I was, yeah. um, and I, and I give that a lot of, like I said, I give a lot of that no nonsense, you know, like the time is now to, 
to coach Smith, you know, that mentality to just, he was so confident in, in everything. And so I think that was, was a big thing that it rubbed off on me. When I know you've told this story a lot, I mean, you went into the nationals as a freshman, you were eight, nine, wrestled the number two seed right away. You end up winning the dang thing, which is amazing. One of the things I'm most curious in is how did your mentality change after that when you had pressure the rest the other three years? Was that a whole new learning experience to deal with? And if so, like, oh yeah, mostly my that. sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, mostly in my sophomore year it was such a change from like I said, not you know starting out third string, getting congratulated for losing, getting congratulated just for qualifying GNCAs to you would hear things and you could read things which thank goodness there wasn't social media back then because no telling what i would have seen i mean <laughs> you know I, I i would hear things in you know i would hear things like say ranking matches um my sophomore year we had ranking matches and and my my brother i remember my brother telling me a story um that like he was sitting on the stands of course nobody knew he was my brother and people talking about how i got lucky and and you know um, I, I wouldn't win this match, which, you know, by, by the way, my, my ranking match, my sophomore year was against, um, you know, John's brother, Mark, and he was, you know, number one recruit coming out of high school. And, and so it, it, it wasn't a shoe in that I was going to, you know, be back in the starting lineup. And, and so, and I think a lot of Oklahoma state fans, of course, the Smith family so beloved yeah. and they, 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 they wanted to see, I, you know, I believe they, they wanted to see Mark have an amazing career, and he did have a great career, but I don't necessarily feel like probably the heart of the Oklahoma State fans were necessarily rooting for me in that situation. So instantly I start the year off with this. Now it's pressure to go, everybody thinks it was a fluke, and and um, you know, I mean, you'd hear those things, but then also when I'd struggle, and I think I had six or seven losses my sophomore year, that all of a sudden it was like, it it, it became like, a big deal. Like I'm like, shoot, I was losing last year and people were congratulating me. Now I'm losing. And they're like, what's he doing? You know, we need to make a change and he got lucky and he can't do it. You know? So you'd hear those things. And it was, um, it, it, it flipped your world upside down because it was such a different thing. And you're like, that was just six months ago. Yeah, like, yeah, what the heck, man? <laughs> you're like in March, everybody was like freaked out. And now in November, I'm having ranking matches and I got people going, you know, I don't, I'm like my own, I don't know if our, our own fans were rooting for me. Of course I had, uh, you know, I definitely had friends and family and fans that were, that, that still to this day have been unbelievably amazing and supportive. But I think there was just a, there was a lot of questions up in the air about what would the next few years would bring, you know? Yeah. And so it was, it was something that I, I wasn't prepared to deal with. And I think it had, had to do with some of those losses that sophomore year is, is I start questioning myself a little bit, you know? So those are some things that I had to, had to, um, I think work on and, and, and work through to, uh, to get back to that level. Did you develop any mental techniques or habits that you practiced? Kind of yeah, I did. Um, I did. I, I, I had a routine of talking to my, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd go through my, my pre-match warmup. I would just tell myself, um, kind of like those daily affirmations. You're good enough. You're smart enough, <laughs> you know, people like me, <laughs> you know, no, but I, I, I'd go with that list going, you're better. You're in better shape. You, you, you train harder than this guy. He can't get to your legs. You can take him down. He can't get out from underneath you. And I, I slowly started working that way where I would just tell, I would coach myself up as I was getting ready for my matches. I would tell myself the same thing every time. You know, I would just and, until I finally believed it, because when I started it, I was just like still unsure about some of those things. But I I got to that point where I, I, I could tell myself that and I believed it. Yeah. Um, and, and you can't lie to yourself. So you have to like I got to address these problems. You know, if I'm struggling on bottom, I got to figure out how to fix that because I can't tell myself if I don't really believe it. You know, so that was part of it is just like getting myself to that point where I believed what I was telling myself. Yeah. And that's. I've heard you say before that was backed up because when you went in those workouts and practice, you'd go all out every single one. And some guys may say that, but obviously with you, you, you literally, literally did it because you were in the NCAA finals four times. So you did work hard. I mean, was it just a daily thing for you to go past your comfort zone? Was it just something you did naturally? Cause a lot of guys struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know now 
I know how competitive I am now. And I'm like, at some point when that developed, I think it was something that I, I, I think some of it's just natural, right? Like I was always naturally competitive. I was competitive with my brother. I was competitive play, you know, I'd ride my bike and, you know, from, I, we lived out in the country a couple of miles. I'd ride all the way into town, through town and across town to play, um, basically, you know, backyard football with my buddies, you know, I mean, I like, I loved to compete and try to be the best at everything from a young age. Yeah. Um, you know, and so those things like, uh, those things are hard to shut off. They were even hard to shut off as a coach, like trying to figure that out. Once I moved into coaching to go, I was still competitive. Right. But I'm trying to train these guys to be the best. And so it's like, at what point do I like pull back the reins to go, I'm going to beat these kids up because that's just like we're we're wrestling yeah we're wrestling so i'm not gonna take it easy on you i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna you know um but a little bit it was like i still you know i still got you (laughs) i i I wanted those guys i wanted those guys that i was coaching to try to beat me too you know it was a challenge but i'm like "Uh uh-uh you know and i would I, i would i would challenge them to to try to be competitive with me but then at the same time, you start realizing, and I learned this, you know, from, from other, you know, guys that I was coaching with and just, you know, people that like, okay, I have to put that to the side a little bit sometimes yeah. to help develop their confidence. We're getting ready for the big 12 tournament. We're getting ready for the NCAA tournament. I need these guys to, to, to feel like they, they're, they're wrestling at their all time best. So I'm, I'm going to throw a takedown here and there. Right. It was hard to do. It was like, God, I'm freaking competitive. I don't want to do that, you know? The one thing I never could do in practice is I'm like, I'm never going to let him put me on my back, right? Like, I'm not going to – Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to go to my back, you know? I'm not, I'm not going to get um, – I can't I can't handle that. Now, I, I can concede a takedown here and there. And, and we, you know, you, you know it, you, you're just um, – you're in that position where you're – such a such stronger mentally than these kids are in college right and you're still trying to teach them the mental game but you kind of have it figured out yeah to where you're you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna actually orchestrate this match all the way down to the last second you know it's like i'm gonna control everything i'm gonna i'm gonna let them tie it up with five seconds left to send it into overtime and then when you know and 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 so it's a pretty cool thing to be like at that point when you're in your prime and, and, you know, you, gosh, you've, you felt indestructible in those days, but, um, it was hard to always turn off the, I got to give this up, you know? And so every day in practice, it was, you know, I, I, I was that way in practice. Like it was just, it was, it was competition, yeah you know? So I couldn't just like, I'm going to have a bad day and let my, let me get my ass kicked all day. I, I just couldn't figure out how to do that, you know. Now it happened naturally for your, for you know, especially my first couple of years. I yeah. <laughs> and I, I hated that, you know. I hated it. I couldn't do anything about it. That sucks. I mean, I, I tell the story like I, I feel like it was probably my redshirt year, probably two three months into the season before I ever scored a takedown. Um, and and so it's like, golly, that that, you know, that that was hard as a competitor. Um, but I never like I never. And that's the other thing. When I was getting my ass kicked for months, I didn't just get become immune to it. I didn't say, well, it's just part of the deal. It happens. Mm-hmm. I didn't accept it. So, you know, those things, I, I think a lot of it was natural, but a lot of it also was that in that environment. Yeah. Right. Like I said, where, where you, you may go smash a team and then you go to the locker room and coach Smith screaming at everybody, you know, and you're like kind of looking around going, we just, we just beat them, you know, 37 to three. Yeah. What, what are we getting yelled at? You know, <laughs> I get like, be mad at the guy that got beat, which was probably me, but it's like, why are you yelling at everybody? <laughs> right. You know, it was like a perfectionist, right? I, I just, it, it was that mentality to become a perfectionist. I mean, you're hanging um, around with the best wrestler in the world at that time where most likely he could have made the team. And I mean, damn likely he could have made the team in 96 and, and won again. So you're hanging around John Smith and like, just man, just the atmosphere must've been awesome. And I, I know, Coach, we got to go. And I realize we're not going to get on any of your coaching stuff today, which is unfortunate. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to chat again because I want to. I know you were the the uh, head assistant and the associate head coach during those Okie State dynasty years in the 2000s, and obviously you're building a program at Wyoming now, and you've been there for you know, for quite some time and have had some great success. Two things I have to ask you about, though, thinking back to your years as a competitor. The first is, what do you remember with your battles with Marcus Malika? 
You guys wrestled. Um, I remember losing a lot. (laughs) So solid, never out of position, so strong, athletic. Um, I, I think we wrestled seven times. I may be wrong, but I won, I lost the, the last six. Um, I won the last one, which is a little bit, I guess, satisfying. Although it's like, okay, what, what do you remember about it? I remember losing a lot. I remember losing close a lot. The, the only time you beat me. I thought you, from what I read that 95 with the national duels in overtime, when you guys went out of bounds, there was like a reversal. Yeah. It's like, sounds like you won that one, but. Yeah, I mean there were so so many close calls and and the, he was the second match I wrestled varsity and he 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 beat me thirteen to seven or something and they were all escapes. Yeah. So I closed the gap really quick, but I just couldn't figure out how to beat him. And so yeah, there were so many close calls and so many disappointments and and um, you know of course losing to him in the finals my sophomore year was was bitter and. Um, you know, he was, I have nothing but respect for him. You know, he was low key, never talked smack. He wasn't, you know, he, he didn't, you know, he was, he was a great competitor. He was just, I I hated him because he kept beating me, um, (laughs) you know? And so I I did beat him my last match. Uh, and that was, that was at least a little bit of of a monkey off my back. It doesn't haunt me so much anymore, but yeah, I mean, just it, it, what a privilege, you know, privilege to have somebody like that throughout your career that you just make is going to keep you sharp and make you keep fighting hard every day in the practice room. Try to figure out how to beat him. I just love those to your point, those stories of like two great champions going at it all the time. And the fact that he was coached by John's brother at the time is like a little adds a little uh, little fuel to the fire. The last thing was, you know, going into your senior year, a lot of people know in the finals of your junior year, you were injury injured and had the injury to fault out. And so going into your finals of your senior year, this is your fourth time in the finals, which is extremely rare, but you hadn't won it since your freshman year. You end up beating Brandon, so you won. But what was your headspace going into that match? Cause that's just a really unique scenario, kind of going into your last one there. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt confident, and um, uh, it was a tight, it was a tough battle, you know, and, and uh, I had to dig deep, you know, to be a very good competitor. But I did feel confident going in there, and, and of course, I'd been in that experience several times. So that, that helped me. Um, I there was a lot of pressure because I went undefeated that year. And so I was like, I, I, I ran the table here and I have to finish what I started. And, and there was a lot of emotion there. I'd, I'd been battling some personal issues with my, my mom was going through um, chemo. And, and so there was a lot of things there that, that had been, and I, and I really kind of put pressure on myself to win it for her as well. Mm. You know, she was probably my biggest fan and, and, and I, uh, I felt like I had to do that too. I couldn't, couldn't let her down. So there was a lot there, but, but, which probably played into me maybe being a little tight, but at the same time, I'm like, geez, you know, Brandon Slay was a great, great competitor. And he was kind of like Marcus Mollica, you know, very strong, very powerful, never came out of a position. And literally like, you know, the, the, the scoring takedown was, was not a, um, you know, a normal takedown. I couldn't get through his defense with my shots and it became off of a scramble. You know, it became a, um, a counter off of a scramble. And so, you know, it, it, it took that and, it, and uh, you know, but I, I did have confidence. I just, I felt such a, uh, I didn't probably realize it until it was over. And as soon as the match was over, I mean, I just broke down. I broke down like completely, like emotionally, psychologically. I mean, I was like a pile of blubber. And, and that's when I realized how like much tension I had, how much pressure I had on myself, how much the emotions of what my family was going through had had an effect on me. Um, you know, but it, you know, it was an awesome way. Um, I'm very thankful to be able to end my college career that way for sure. Which is crazy that four years earlier, your parents were considering not even going to the nationals, even though you yeah. qualified. And then here you are one of the, the great college wrestlers of all time. And the last thing I wanted to touch on was I've heard you say before, coach Smith is one of the, if not the best college coach in, in wrestling history. And I know we'll talk about it later if we're fortunate to have you back on when you're coaching with him, but you know, what makes you say that about him? Um, I'm kind of an obvious question, but I really want to know what to you makes you think that he was such a great coach or what really impacted you from, from your years wrestling for coach Smith? Well, there's a lot. And I mean, being able to literally, I got to Oklahoma state, um, when he was coming back from the Olympics. So, I mean, he was fresh off of being the best in the world and he pretty much trained every day with the guys. Um, and, and so the transformation from him being still 
I don't know, I don't want to say a kid, but I guess I'm old enough now to go. He was, he was just kind of, he was still a kid. He wasn't, he didn't coach. I mean, he was competing at the highest level. And so him trying to figure out that transition from being a competitor um, to a coach and, and just seeing him basically like setting the clock going, do this, 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 and then he'd jump in and be wrestling. And so you're just kind of like doing your thing and, and, and following what he told you to do to like breaking down technique and, and really becoming a coach. And, and, and even after I was done competing, seeing him continue to develop. And I think that's been the biggest, probably one of the biggest influences to me as a coach is like, as a, just like a competitor, like I have to, I have to learn something. I have to come in ready to learn every day and I have to get better every day. And I've learned that how important that is that like, I have to be, I'm a different coach every single day than I was the day before. And I really feel that way because I'm always evaluating what I, you know, the, the changes that I have to make. And, and so I, I noticed that like he, he made so many changes. I can only imagine in the 11 years since I've been gone, how much he's changed. I, I still, I, you know, I talk to guys and I kind of ask those questions and I, I get a really, I get a, a pretty intense feeling that he has changed a ton in the last 11 years. And I was with him for 11 years. So, you know, to be able to see all those transformations has really inspired me to go, I got to keep learning. I got to keep getting better. Yeah. Um, I got to keep adapting and, and I'm still competing, right? I'm still a competitor. Like I gotta, I gotta get better every day, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out how to beat him. Yeah. So, <laughs> totally. you know, so it's, 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 it's competition. And, and, uh, you know, I think, um, it's definitely, he's, he's had a huge impact on me and, and, uh, I could never believe, I remember like my, I think it was my sophomore year. I went to the, um, NWCA all-star match and I was the only one from our team that get, they got invited. So he went with me. Um, and here he was little tiny little guy, you know, um, especially our height difference. Yeah. And so that was my workout partner. And that was like one of the few times that I like rolled around with him because we were just such different sizes and he kicked the tar out of me. <laughs> like I, I couldn't believe it. Like I remember shooting in on him and I'm like, it felt like I was shooting in on a guy that weighed 300 pounds. I'm like, Oh my God. Like those are the strongest hips. Of course, all those, you know, Pat, Mark, all of them, they all had strong hips, but I was like, how do you, how do you feel like a concrete building when you're a 135 pounder, you know, <laughs> or at that time, maybe you weighed 145, probably 95, 90, you know, okay, so, so he's a couple the, of years. You're in the thick of it. You're, you're, have already been the finals a couple of times and you're rolling around with them and it was just, he was that freaking good, that strong. And yeah. Yeah. And so that's where I was just like kind of scared. Like, I mean, you talk about having respect from that aspect to go, how can this guy that I have 30 pounds on kick my butt? Yeah. You know, and there's no doubt. I mean, if, if we were like, literally, if we lined up at that point to go match, um, I wouldn't have scored a point unless <laughs> he was cutting me. So, you know, from that aspect, you go, wow, now I know, like now I realize why, he was able to do what he was able to do, you know? What do you so, think the biggest change was from like 94, 95 to when you guys were winning in 05, 06? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with, with um, our staff and, and how we, uh, you know, I think we had a very, we had a lot of continuity and, and, and um, everybody was on the same page and so much buy-in. I always used to say back then, I'm like, we, we had it, the guys believed in us so much that I, I felt like if they came into practice and we said, today, we're all going to line up on the wall and we're going to stand on our head for 30 minutes and then we're going to leave. And it's, you know, it's this new technique to get blood to your head and make you, th you know, they would go, yes, yes. Awesome. So we're going to be better today. You know, yeah. they just, they, they, you know, they, they did, they believed in us, you know, and, and I think we all worked together really well to, to, um, um, you know, and sometimes that that's, I've seen some in that, in coaching, um, you know, different coaching circles where maybe the assistants are, are maybe trying to undermine the head coach or the assistants are undermining other assistant coaches and everybody's trying to get themselves to a higher place. Um, I, you know, Pat and Pat Smith and I were, were great friends at that time and, and, um, gosh, you know, we just really clicked together, uh, really well. And, and I think, uh, you know, we all wanted to win. And so it's like, how can we all do this together? You know, and, and then if it starts at the top, it trickles down Yeah. and those guys were close, you know, and I think 
think part of that was because of that, because those guys saw what was happening and at the highest level and they, they came together and those teams, they, those guys are still like amazing friends, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still great friends with those guys. And, and yet I was their coach, but, but I was still young enough that like we were, we were on the same page, you know, and, and we, we spent a lot of time together. So those were some, some special moments. And, and you felt like at some time it would never end, you know? So it's, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, not too long after that you're leaving and, and that's hard to do too, you know, hard to leave something like that. Absolutely. Well, coach, it's been an absolute honor to chat with you. The last question we ask everyone is how did wrestling change your life? That's obviously the name of the podcast. Answer it however you'd like, but I guess what lessons do you take with you even to this day from, from your days as a, as an athlete? Yeah, I, I, I put out a tweet like last week. I said, I, I don't know when, but I said, I think, you know, wrestling will become the sport of all sports. I, I think it's such a, like, like the world needs wrestling, you know? I mean, it just teaches you so much about discipline and, and, um, accountability hard work, sacrifice. I mean, there's so many things that it teaches you that, that mimic real life. And the longer you live, the more you understand that as you go through tough times and, you know, you go through personal battles, you, you go, man, this is like rest. You go, you'll, you fall back to wrestling, you know, you just fall back to wrestling. And so, um, you know, that's just, it's, uh, I'm so grateful that, that, I ended up being involved in the sport for as many years as I have. And I know no matter what coaching or not, I'll, I'll always be involved in wrestling. And, and, um, you know, I, I kind of felt that at a pretty young age and I talked about Gene Bennett. He was such a, a role model for me that I knew in high school, I wanted to be a coach. I figured, you know, I'd go back and be his assistant until he retired. (laughs) So, you know, you never knew what road. I mean, obviously now you're like, well, wrestling changed my life. It's brought me to Wyoming and, you know, it's, it's, it's opened up all these doors. And, um, but at the time I knew in high school, wrestling was going to be a part of my life. I just, you know, didn't know to what scale. So, um, but you know, it, it is, I, I truly think, and I, and I said, the reason I feel so strongly about that is because of, of women's wrestling and the growth of women's wrestling that it's like, now you start to go, this ain't going anywhere. Like this is, this is a sport that, and you look at MMA, you look at how, what an impact that wrestling has on MMA and you go, this is a sport that is, that is really pure. Yeah. And it's, and it's always been that way, but it's pure because it's, it's one-on-one man versus man woman versus woman stepping out there and, and it's a battle and it's been, you know, it's as old as the Bible. And so you go, you know, things are coming around. The world can get wacky and there's a lot, plenty of crazy things happening in the world. But the bottom line is like, to me, the crazier the world gets, the more I see wrestling as, as, you know, something that, that we need. Um, and that will be here, you know? And so, uh, I don't, I, I just know it, it, it has a positive impact on, on people that do it yeah. and, and it changes their lives. And, and, uh, for that, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm still a part of it. And I get a chance to, to lead young men every day in the sport. Well, the great thing to your point is coach, because of MMA and women's wrestling, it's only getting only on the upswing from here, baby. It's only on the way yeah. up. It's awesome. <laughs> coach, thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor to chat with you. Have a good day, sir. And all great things must come to an end. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a review, give us a rating, and share this with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Thanks for listening to Wrestling Changed My Life.